All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another edition of Shabbat Lounge. This is Matt and and Jake here, coming to you today, talking to you about uh, something that some of you may um, may not want to hear, and others may look at the title of this and go, "What? What is Sabbath Lounge doing here?" So, what are we talking about today, Jake? So, I mean, so the title of our our presentation this time is going to be "How Moses Stole Christmas." And that sounds very similar to something that this time of year other people might uh, relate to, which is what? How the Grinch stole Christmas? Right. So you see at the bottom there, the biblical story as told by Dr. Seuss. And do they still show this on TV? Or is it like Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and they can't show it anymore? I I don't know. I don't have TV, so I, <laughs> I could not tell you. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, like many of you we grew up with this tradition this was something that your family did and uh, especially back in the day when you know i am so old that i grew up in a time i can remember when like fox came into being and then that was like the fourth channel like, well we got four channels yeah four chan they call mm -hmm. it now mm -hmm. <laughs> that, is that what that is four i have no I've idea. Wondered. <laughs> I have so, no idea no it's not so but uh, but yeah it was a big deal and we would gather around and watch it and his kids were like yay it's coming on even though we watched it year after year and then and when i taught school i showed this i read the book i would do compare and contrast do all kinds of things it was a fun did you compare thing. and contrast it the way we're gonna do today not exactly okay not exactly so you probably haven't heard this anywhere before so this is fresh and new straight from fresh. sabbath lounge that's right uh only the best that's now right. i know this is a lot of people, this is their favorite uh, story this time of year for the Christmas season. I'm covering up our faces. Uh, with our face, <laughs> with our faces. Yes. So, um, so if you have small kids, they might need to leave their, no. <laughs> we don't want to ruin dreams. No, we don't. We don't want to shatter dreams. But truly, we're, so... This came about, I was, we were reading through the Torah portions and one of the verses, it took one verse to just catch my ear and, you know, flash me to this. So, um, so let's just kind of see what we, what we got here. So if we go to the next page here, we got, all right. So many, in our walk, we've clearly told people we don't like Christmas, we don't do Christmas, and what would they say to you? Um, how dare you do that to the children? Well, yes. <laughs> the, it's all about the children. How you, you rob right. them of their joy. Well, perhaps they would think that your head was not screwed on, right? Mm, or that, that you're crazy. Maybe your shoes are just too tight. Mm, very good. And then you might even be accused of your heart being two sizes too small, right? Yes. Very so, grinchy of you. It, it, it is very grinchy. Because it fits the theme of what we're talking about. All right. So we put together kind of a comparison. And you'll see the story from Exodus matched up with kind of the, the Grinch story is kind of how we went through it. So we've got Mo says and Seuss says. And, but, you know, something interesting that happened when I said Seuss out loud earlier, I was like, hey, Seuss? And then I went, Zeus says? 
I don't know, it was kind of interesting, the play on words that yeah. his name is. And then I read a thing where Dr. Seuss, supposedly in an interview, he said it wasn't pronounced Seuss, it was like Soyce. But I don't know. But I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. So you can track that down if yep. uh, the rabbits that you want to follow are going that direction. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're hunting rabbits, go there. Yeah. All right. So why don't we, we'll go through the Mo says part and then we'll kind of juxtapose it to this Seuss says part. Okay. So why don't you go ahead with Mo? Moses and Joshua go up to the mountain shrouded in a cloud in Exodus 24, 13 through 18. And then Moses gets the two tablets written by the finger of Elohim in Exodus 31, 18. While Moses is gone, the Israelites create a holiday in which to worship Yahweh with a graven image of a golden calf, Exodus 32, 1 through 6. And the Israelites agreed not to worship Yahweh and that's in Exodus with graven 20, images. With graven images right. in Exodus 24 through 6. Right. So in Exodus 20, that's when the Ten Commandments are given, and they say, all that you've said that to do, we will do, right? Like, amen. Yes, we, we got it. The congregation. Yeah. Says they are in agreement. Right. So Moses goes up in this mountain in a cloud. And then how do we picture the Grinch? He goes up on the top of Mount Crumpet to live away from Whoville. He's sick of their silly silly festivities right mm -hmm. and while the grinch is away uh the who's the celebrate Clark. their that's right their festival of christmas right so um so there's that and then let's move on and see how this story uh continues to grow and then um, Mo says, Yahweh tells Moses, the Israelites have corrupted themselves, Exodus 32, 8. Yahweh has intention to stop these stiff-necked people from celebrating this festival, Exodus 32, 10. Moses is on the mountain with the two tablets. Like, you know, these are gifts, and they are. They're the words, uh, the precious words of instruction. And so he goes up on the mountain and gets these tablets, get these gifts, and he's about to bring them down. So it's a pretty significant moment in human history. Right. So you have uh, Moses tells the Israelites, and uh, uh, Yahweh tells Moses that the Israelites have corrupted themselves, just as the Grinch feels that the people uh, down in Whoville have corrupted themselves with this silly Christmas festival. He can't stand it. Too much noise, 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 and all this. And then <laughs> Yahweh's like, hey, uh, we need to stop these people from celebrating this. So the Grinch, he goes down to stop them from, you know, keeping this festival. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so Moses is up on the mountain with the tablets, just as the Grinch, after he goes and ransacks the village, he comes back to the mountain, he's got all the gifts there. Well, and just like uh, Moses, you've got the scene where the Grinch is descending going down the mountain except he's got a sleigh and a dog and uh you know he hears the sound and that's decide you know he hears their sounds like hey i better go check this out uh, and uh, he comes down the mountain and um you kind of get some glimpses of the village and the sound coming from the village yeah and the animation the 1966 version right um another just a side on the, on this it's always funny to me because uh, 
in Exodus 32, once Yahweh's like, hey, uh, those people down there are, uh, are doing things they shouldn't be doing. And he's like, I'm angry and I'm going to go down and smite them. And Moses is like, no, no, he's holding them back. Yahweh's like, hold me back, Moses. And Moses is holding them back. No, no, don't go down there. You know, he's like, you, you don't want your name to be besmirched. And so, and once Moses sees what's going on, Yahweh's like, no, no, Moses, don't go down there. And, and Moses is like, let me through. I'm going to go down there and smite them. It's just mm -hmm. this funny, like, yeah. reversal of roles. Mm -hmm. But so back to this. So the next little thing here we got. So Mo says, Moses and Joshua go up the mountain shrouded in a cloud. Now, is this the same thing twice? Did we do the same thing twice? Okay, looks like we got the same slide. We can just All right, so Mo says, as they look down on the mountain, Joshua hears the noise of the people is of war in the camp. Exodus thirty-two seventeen. So they think something is wrong. Right. And Joshua, upon further listening, realizes it's not the sound of anger or sorrow. You might say the sound wasn't sad. This sound was glad. Right. Exodus 32.18. And so this verse right here, 32.18, was what like really made that click to me. Was He's saying exactly that. This sound wasn't a sound of sad. They're glad. There's singing in the camp. So... Uh, just as uh, Moses and Joshua are looking down and they hear this noise in the camp, uh, doc, uh, Dr. Seuss, when he's talking about the Grinch, right, if you, you know, hear it or read it, says, the Who's find out that no Christmas is coming. And then the Grinch is like, they'll cry boo-hoo. So he's happy about their, their crying and whining. And then he, he's like, that's a noise I simply must hear. So he puts his ear out to listen. And just as... Joshua's like, what's that sound I hear? And he's like, it sounds sounds like some terrible things happening. So let me listen closer. And so the Grinch puts his hand to his ear to hear the sound, and it's this sound rising over the snow. And it starts low, and it starts to grow, right? And he's expecting this wailing and gnashing of teeth. Well, and something that I just thought of, if I remember right, Joshua in Hebrew can mean dog. Is that right? It I seems like that. I've heard that before. That means faithful and, you know, faithful and loyal. And it's kind of interesting that there's a dog and that almost represents Joshua in the story. So I'm pretty sure. So check that out. Research That's that. Interesting. I believe I've, my source on that is Mr. Greg Widener, I believe. I remember, he, I think he's got a video where he talks about Joshua um uh, you know, being a dog and it being uh, like a perceived as a good thing, not like uh, as a bad thing. Not like you dirty dog. His qualities of being faithful and true, but um, I, I think that's right. So you'd have to check me on that. That's interesting. Well, it is Yeshua. It is salvation, right? Mm -hmm. But there is this loyalty uh, tinge to it mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. that's yeah, yeah, it is, it is Yeshua's name. So, All right, so then Joshua, he's like, oh, well, as I'm listening... That's not, they're not sad down there. They're singing joyously, right? Just as the Grinch says, that sound, it's a sound isn't sad. It's a sound that's glad. And then we have a treat for you. Sound treat. So this is that joyous sound that they would have heard. 
Oh, it's Caleb. Oh, Caleb. So, okay. So Caleb means dog. Okay. Strike, we got strike that. Joshua. It's Caleb. Glad we got that corrected. Although Joshua and Caleb were very close. Mm -hmm. Oh. Okay. So we did that. Okay. All right. And Mo says, now do you want me to read one and then you say this? Yeah, you do this one, then I'll do I've been doing one. it wrong the whole no, time. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Moses hadn't stopped idol worshiping from coming in Exodus 24. <clears throat> Somehow or other, it just came the same. Yeah, go down to the next. Moses, page. with this cold heart, put his hard-hearted burdensome law on the people, and yet they disobeyed. How could this be so? Now, you got to remember, this is when people are, if someone's writing this about... Uh, to line it up with the biblical story, they're going to take a standard Christian understanding of of their Mo, their Moses, mm -hmm. right? So this is what they would think, right? It was a cold heart. The law is cold, and grace is warm, right? So warm and gooey. So that's kind of where I was going there. So the con the contrast to that, the Grinch hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. Somehow it came just the same, right? He looks down. And then, oh yeah, he sees this sprightly figure manifest in their midst. Right? As they're standing around in a circle, holding hands, singing a song, making maybe like a seance. Yeah. And this, there's a manifestation of a light thing that rises up into the air. Yeah, they're uh, they're calling this sprightly mm. thing into being. Yeah. So you'll never see Dr. Seuss again. Right. The same. <laughs> So the Grinch with his cold feet in the snow puzzled, how could it be so, right? How could, and just like Moses is saying, right? Um, somehow or other, they're down there doing it. And totally. so, <laughs> exactly. All right, do the next one. Um, so their idol worship came without physical idols from Egypt. It came after the plagues, crossing of the Red Sea, the pillar of fire and smoke, and yet still... They've forgotten right. what they are. And I kind of tied that together with this. It came without mm -hmm. ribbons, tags, packages, boxes, and bags, mm -hmm. right? That's mm -hmm. what the Grinch says. And it's like this idol worship that the the the, the Israelites were uh, getting into, it, they, they left their idols at home. They did ransack the Egyptians, right? They were gifted these things from the Egyptians to later we find out to make the tabernacle mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But, and then they, they saw the plagues where he destroys their, their gods and then the crossing of the Red Sea, the pillar of smoke and fire. So even with all these things, Moses is like, how it came just the same, right? Even though yeah. we tried to shut it out. Mm -hmm. And then I think this next part's pretty interesting as well. Yeah. And so did we read that part? Perhaps idol worship doesn't come from the physical... Yeah, say? hide that thing there. Oh, no. Now you've done it. Physical. Oh, no. Now I've done it. All right. I did that earlier. We just hold up. Oh, okay. there. It'll go away. Doesn't come from the physical object, but from inside the sinful heart of man. So you right. don't have to have a physical object. It's, it's in here. Right. So, yeah, it's ingrained in us to want to worship idols, right? Or have some kind of graven image that we're we're looking at. 
So perhaps Christmas doesn't come from a store, but means a little bit more is what the Grinch says. And I think that's very similar to, to how this came about for the Israelites. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And then we have another little treat for you here. This is that sprightly image. That's great. Let's see that again. Okay. So here they are standing around in a circle, holding hands, Singing. and this thing arises from their midst. Tell yeah. me that's not creepy. It's that, creepy, this, <laughs> this is the part where some of you may be like, what? So, but most of you probably have already realized that these things were bad and pagan, but yeah, anyway, it almost you, has a tinge of, I saw that when I was, you know, looking back at and uh, going through this and it seemed to me very sun worshipy. Yeah. Sun worshipy. And it's a very golden calfy moment. I mean, yeah, that's exactly kind of what I picture happening. You know, there's this thing that's golden in the middle and the people around it and they were happy and merry and in the king james it says they rose up to play yes they rose which up we to all play. know what that means yeah there was a lot of naked playing yes. going on yes oh and just for the record since we're talking about this section because uh, a lot of people don't realize that the golden calf thing was a they think it that it was other gods, mm -hmm. but really it was Yahweh. They Aaron even says, let's make a feast to Yahweh, right? And then yeah. that's what they use the golden calf to do. Yeah. And that, by the way, that's such a weird thing, you know, that I don't understand why Aaron doesn't get in trouble. Yeah. That's one of the questions I'm going to be like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> how, how does Aaron get to do what he does and the lineage and be a part of all that? after he did that because the way it reads it's just like other people came to me and they said here's then, my yeah. jewelry and now pop the golden cat yeah that's weird seems to be lying about it after <laughs> yes <laughs> like it just yeah. doesn't seem right a very childish excuse for mm -hmm. what happened mm -hmm. all right and then we have this other thing here so just like we said at the beginning right you're uh your heart might be two sizes too small, too small. Mm -hmm. but once you get the hang of that Christmas, right? Your, yes. your heart will grow to the size it's supposed to be. So I think you'll buy us lots of stuff. <laughs> yeah. And you'll keep the retailers happy. Right. So Moses, Moses' small hard heart saw the golden calf in the dancing and his anger waxed hot, Ooh. which is Exodus 32, 19. So yeah, waxing yeah. hot anger. I'm right. not sure. So this Do you is, have a lot of waxing hot anger? I, I'm what not sure. I think anger? waxing like the moon, waxing mm, and waning. I'm thinking like a bowl of wax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the first thing I think. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I... Mm. Words mean other things. Yes, they, yes, they have do. more than one meaning. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this is kind of where it departs a little. So the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. That's because Moses didn't see the joy of their their festival, their Christmas festival. He just didn't down get there. it. Whereas the Grinch, which who who we should be more uh, 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 being like, right? We should we should be more following. The Grinch's way of doing things, where we see we our, stop the Christmas error of our ways. Coming. Well, <laughs> so we should. What, what Doctor Seuss is trying to? Trees? No, no, no. And what Doctor Seuss? Presents? Yes, yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. So what Doctor Seuss is saying is, oh, you should 
be emulating what the Grinch did. So you realize that you were bad for taking the joy of Christmas away from people, and your heart should grow three sizes to out, which is unhealthy, by the way. Mm -hmm. And so you should, your heart should grow three sizes, yes, and you should learn bad. about grace and forget, stop being angry about us, you know, creating our own festival. Mm. It's Tiawei. So why why are you getting all Chill crazy about it? Out, man. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that, that no, that is really good. Um that that is good. And um you know that it's a good that's a good flip and how you uh how you're telling it there. So um we don't want to be the Grinch. You know, uh, society has told us don't be the Grinch and actually um you know, walking in this walk, we kind of find out um, we might be the Grinch. Sometimes. We feel Grinchy sometimes, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Or don't be a Scrooge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So check out our check video that on one that. Yeah. So Moses breaks the tablets and cannot bring them as gifts to the children. In Exodus 32, 19, he smashes them down. Smashing tablets. Right. So this is, uh, this is how the Bible would have you act, right? Or not smashing the tablets, but, you know, angry and, and getting rid of the gifts that were going to these people that who, who are undeserving at this point because of the craziness that they're doing. Not that you deserve his love. He gives it freely. Right? Well, yeah. And something interesting too, that I was just thinking about in this story, you've got Moses, Moses' perspective, and Yahuwah's perspective, and Yahuwah knew the whole thing. He yeah. knew what was happening. Moses had a very limited perspective, and he heard, "Sounds like fun down there. They're just they're worshiping. They're awesome. I'm so happy, so happy for these guys. They, they finally got <laughs> they, it. You they know? get it. Yeah. They've seen all this stuff, and and uh, you know, it's like you can see that his, like you were saying earlier, that his perception changes so much. And as he goes, as he descends and gets lower." And there's a whole thing about that. But as he's getting lower, closer to man, descending, then he realizes, whoa, this is not what I thought it was. And then what's interesting about Moses is he really takes on, he drops his perspective and takes on the perspective of the Father, which right. is what we're supposed to do. Right. So uh, the Grinch descends the mount, cheering and blowing his trumpet, or so far mm -hmm. and he brings the gifts down to the to whoville and distributes them to the town folk right yep so this is a departure from the biblical story he gives them the gifts whereas moses cold-footed no heart man you know doesn't give them the gifts mm -hmm. and then moses takes that golden calf chops it up in little bitty pieces and puts it in the water and feeds it to him in exodus thirty-two twenty. Yes. And so, by the way, if you've never researched the significance of the golden calf to me, this is a great story to research, and, and it does tie right into Christmas. And it's yeah. one of the passages that I went, when I read it for the first time and said that passage earlier that where they say, we did this for you. Right. That's when I went, mmm. It sounds exactly like Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he feeds him the golden calf, makes him eat it, which is also another teaching, but kind of like the cup of bitter waters for right. the adulterous bride. Right. Uh, whereas we see the Grinch, he goes down, he carves the roast beast, and he feeds the who people. And uh, it was, what'd you say it, it seems was? like it's a very unclean 
if you see the picture of it, ham bird. With like so, some <laughs> wings or something sticking out the end of it. Yeah, it's got a little like bird feet sticking out of this ham. That's <laughs> what it looks like. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, don't fact check me on that, but it seems like an unclean ham bird. To it me. does a little bit. And uh, he says, carve the roast beast. Yeah. And we call these the beast feast. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, pun intended. Right. So mankind seeks to make themselves their own gods. So right. we, we want to, for whatever reason, we desire to do this. Right. Now, usually it manifests in an image like the golden calf. <clears throat> but nowadays, we've gone beyond that. Where we're like, we don't, we don't need an image. We can just we worship. We just need science. We just need an idea to, mm -hmm. to worship, right? Mm -hmm. Though there are still images that... How dare you deny the science? People Jake. are bowing down to, right? Yes. And then at the end, it says a real funny thing here. Christmas will always be as long as we have we, right? It's a Dr. Seuss's little mm -hmm. silly way of saying as long as we have each other, right? As long as we have we, Christmas will always be. And so as long as you're depending on ourselves and not looking to Yahweh, we'll always have Christmas. And we'll be happy. Yeah. So. Um, and in that, the, what a lot of people perceive as Christmas, that's the most important thing about being happy. And people go to such great extents to keep the children happy. And, right. you know, they'll just pour out all kinds of crap to these children who don't have much so that they can have a bunch of crap too in their life. Yeah. And uh, just because in the efforts to make the wees happy. Yeah. I mean, the whole festivity is, is circles around, well, let's lie to our kids about Santa and the reindeer and we'll lie to them that he comes to visit every house to this omniscient Santa God that can see when you're sleeping and when you're awake and all the things you can do. And then, <clears throat> so who's the father of lies, Matt? <laughs> Satan. And by the way, Santa and <clears throat> Satan aren't that far apart. No. So with letters. And, yeah. So in a red suit. So, do you know what Chris Kringle means? I do not, Jake. Chris Kringle. So <clears throat> when the German—that's the the German way of Seiden saying White Schrute. Yeah. Of, the office. of saying Santa's name, right? Chris Kringle Krampus. is is Christ child. So if they're taking Santa and making him the Christ child, I think mm. there should be, I think there's issues with that. Yes. Very okay. Nice, so. <clears throat> anyway, so we got another couple little things here real quick. So that's that blow of the shofar, right? He comes, let's listen to it again. So he comes down the mountain with the blowing of a trumpet. Sounds just like a shofar. Mm -hmm. oh. How does this work, man? There. <clears throat> so, in conclusion. So Moses says, idol worship has no place in the kingdom of Yahweh, which we agree and support 100% yes. here on Sabbath Lounge. That's right. And then uh, the conclusion for Seuss says is that uh, you're convinced to welcome the pagan celebration by overcoming your natural instinct to reject it. Mm. That's what the Grinch does. He's mm. been convinced. Wow. And he, even though he had this natural instinct mm -hmm. to say, there's something wrong about that. Well, and, and <clears throat> you think about, too, even at the beginning of the story, the Grinch 
is the you know almost like the remnant. He's isolated. He's by himself. Yeah. He's homesteading. Yeah. So he's definitely not in a big circle of friends. There's right. not a whole lot of people wanting to go hang out there with the Grinch. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of like what this walk is like right. is at the beginning. And so it's, so you got this one guy by himself who's resisting the masses. And the more he interacts, the more he becomes like them instead of being the way he's supposed to be set apart. Another lesson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He was truly holy and set apart up on that mountain. Yep. Now his attitude was terrible. We get that. Oh yeah. <laughs> We're not saying. <laughs> don't be like the Grinch. Yes. And no animals were harmed in the making of this production. And, uh, you know, he might be an animal hater. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. So, and although you, you can look up Dr. Seuss too, and a lot of people think, and maybe so, that he had some very bad qualities. We're not saying we promote him and think that he's this genius and, and we and don't you should yeah read all his stuff. We're not saying that. Um so well, Yeah, and I put a link in here, Dr. Seuss's inspiration for the Grinch. He won't tell you this is his game, okay? And I don't think it is. But it's Could stunning be. the the similarities. The similarities are very stunning. He'll mm -hmm. say that he got the inspiration from himself. He looked at himself. He was 53. The Grinch is 53. And that was, you know, I've been curmudgeonly about Christmas and I mm -hmm. need to stop. That's his, that's what this link will tell you from his words. Mm -hmm. Okay. However, this resemblance is very stark and very obvious to me. And I, I don't know that he, like I was saying, I don't know that he meant to go with that, but we have some stories in our minds, and you write a new story, you think, and then lo and behold, oh, it's the same exact story I've been reading. Yeah, yeah. So, very interesting, I think. No, it's really good. It's really good. So here at Sabbath Lounge, we are not trying to say, we know all the answers. Come listen to us. We don't say that at all. And uh, we are encouraging you to go research these things. Research the golden calf moment and see what these people are doing and see how it ties into Christmas. And if you haven't done that, we're asking you to. And if you, and if you have done that and you're on this path with us, you know, um, think carefully about how you talk to, uh, to, to your brothers and your sisters and your mom and your dad, literally, about these kinds of things. Because so many of us, most likely, your moms and dads and brothers and sisters aren't doing this with you. And right. so uh, I do think we have to be careful about how we approach these subjects. And early on in our walk, if we approach them very poorly, um, we probably do isolate uh, maybe our moms and dads. And it's a sensitive subject. Uh, we don't participate in Christmas with our parents. But, uh, there, you know, uh, th those are definitely some, it does bring up difficult things. And we know a lot of people this <clears throat> time of year, this is difficult, especially if you're new in this walk. Mm -hmm. um, you're used to getting together with your family and now all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, I can't eat the ham. I can't eat all of this right. and I can't exchange these gifts with you. Um, you know, it, it, it is difficult. Yeah. And usually this time of year is not the time to bring this up no. mm -mm. <laughs> because everyone's full swing into the Christmas spirit. And just like in this show, <laughs> that really is a manifestation of a spirit, I believe, you know, especially being in this while you see that, that, yeah. you know, think about how people drive and how aggressive they are in the parking lots and, you know, the Corona <laughs> year up for a nice deal at the mall. Yeah. Yeah. During all this, it's a little bit different than it used to be, but yeah, people get kind of ridiculous and you see the spirit about. 
Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. So, so a lot of people, just real quick, my, my last words on it is a lot of people, you know, say, oh, you don't celebrate Christmas. Why not? And then I, I see a lot of people go, well, you know, cause I, I'll keep the biblical feasts and, you know, that's not something I find in scripture. And that's a nice politically correct answer. But in, in my eyes, Christmas is like, it's blasphemous. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I don't do Christmas because yeah. it's, because it's a golden calf situation that I'm going to stay away from. Yeah. It's truly mixing the holy with the profane. Yeah. So, and you know, and I do think that there's, you know, there's a lot of information you can find about this. And so to me, it's one of these deals and this is part of why we do this. You know, we want to help get the word out because we live in a day and time when you can watch things like this and you can Google these things. And I mean, it's all at your fingertips. And so for those that don't know, they just don't want to know. No reason not to mm -hmm. be able to find answers. And so we hope to maybe uh, put some seeds of interest out there and that you'll go check these things out, that you'll research it, that you'll read the text, you'll read the Bible, go back and read the Exodus account of the, you know, the golden calf and, and just research these things. Look at the Hebrew on it. Look at something like the Blue Letter Bible mm -hmm. and uh, look and see what the actual Hebrew words are there. So anyway, that was that was good. I appreciate Jake uh, um, putting this together. And um, this was a, a great idea. We hope that it benefits you. And we ask that you like this, you share this with someone that you know out there. And yep. thank you for listening to Shabbat Lounge. Thanks.